Philosopher Atlas on Philosophy. So we're going to talk about what the inner universe is. And the inner universe is really the key to linking the worlds of mysticism, tradition, magic, spirituality with materialism, science, empiricism, and these other things which seem to clash. In other words, linking the spiritual with the material. How is it that spiritualists claim things that seem to contradict what we empirically understand to not be the case? The solution is simple. The universe, which is referred to by spirituality, is the inner universe. Now, you'll see some similar concepts in religion, but there are also aspects of religion that reflect the outer universe and materiality rather than simply the inner universe. So let's dive into this. The inner universe, let's say you use magic or a spell or any kind of tradition that's supposed to induce change in your life. That might even be, let's say, praying. You take an action and something in the real world is supposed to happen as a result to that. Maybe you're using the law of attraction to attract yourself a good partner or so on. The way this works isn't by necessarily reverberating out into space so that stars can send reverberations back to reproduce the result that you want. Let's say you pray by yourself. Suddenly, your intention changes. Your attention shifts. You're looking now for the opportunities in your life that are going to get you what you want. This by itself can actually cause the change that you want in your life. Let's say that someone tells you that you can have anything you want with the law of attraction. Suddenly you say, well, I've always wanted a nice car or let's say a girlfriend, but you never thought that you could have a nice girlfriend because you weren't attractive enough. But now with the law of attraction, you think, well, I can have anything, so I can have a nice girlfriend. Before, when this person goes out into public, they think, I have no shot with women. So their actions actually produce not having, I mean, why would they hit on someone or ask someone out if they're going to be rejected? Absolutely. They wouldn't even try. But if they now believe that it is possible, they'll take actions which actually make it more likely for them to succeed. So that's an example of how we can actually shift our psychology and therefore shift our results in real life. That could even be, you know, people say, oh, but you know, uh, I did this thing. Like, let's say I got a, a healer did something on me. The next day, I got a check for $500. I was not expecting from a lawsuit that had to do with a company I used to work for. All right, great. You know, things like that happen. We can say it's causality or we can say it's coincidence. But the issue there is that these things aren't reliably consistent for empirical review. But let's say, had you not gone to that healer, you would have saw a check from your old company or actually just a letter and thought, you know, uh, this is probably some bill or some grievance or some complaint. You throw away the letter, turns out was the $500 check. So because you 
did something, you actually recognized an opportunity that you otherwise would not have recognized. This could have been like, oh, you saw a girl who was interested in you. If you had the mindset before that no girl would be interested in you, you wouldn't have even noticed that someone was interested in you because it would have contradicted your belief about reality. We do things to sustain our beliefs our mental homeostasis, even if it is to our detriment. All right, so where are we going from here? If you imagine the universe and then you standing within the universe, within you are trillions of components, cells with organelles, with little components that move proteins and all sorts of things around. It's more complex than anything humans have ever built. It's incredible. It really is. It's more complex than a city. It's more complex than the economy, than the stock market. It's in a sense even more complex than giant things like stars, which are massive, but are made of far less variety of components. That means within you, there is so much complexity, so much intelligence going on that it really is like an inner universe. There is a universe within you. So of course, it's not something we can control simply with conscious thought. To think that our conscious thought is so powerful that it can manually control one of the most complex things we've ever seen, which is carbon-based biology. Uh, I mean, it would be insane. We can barely control some of us, our own technology, you know, our bike brakes. We don't know what happened. <laughs> to think that we could manually control our homeostasis and internal processes is almost laughable. And so we do these things. We have magic, rituals, spiritualism, mysticism as a way of affecting our inner universe. We put messages to our inner universe, which by the way, does create a reality. If your body does one thing, it creates a certain reality. If it does a different thing, it, it creates an entirely different reality. Let's say you have hormones that insist on you getting pregnant, right? Some of us have been there. And so that drives you to go to the bar, meet someone, form a relationship, and eventually have a child. Your reality is now totally different than had your biology insisted otherwise. Had you had no desire to have a child, but instead desired to be very comfortable or to be very safe instead, as some of us feel. And so when you, when you give a message to the universe, it's your inner universe. You are talking to yourself, the part of yourself that's so much bigger than your conscious mind. It's really incredible to downplay the body. Um, I've, I've heard people say, oh, so you're saying that we're nothing but this fleshy bag or this husk. And, and I say, it's so much more than that. The body is so complex, so alive, so intelligent. Every bit of it carries a lot of intelligence. I personally think that intelligence is in all things, which is why we have intelligence. However, the body, with its incredible complexity, carries so much intelligence. One cell could have more intelligence than an entire asteroid the size of Texas if it's carrying no life. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It is, it's just amazing. So now that you understand the differences between the inner universe versus the outer world, you can start to see how all things work together. And that's what philosophy is about. It's about seeing how all things work together. Religion, mysticism, it didn't come out of nowhere. It's not pointless. It's lasted and it exists because it serves a purpose and it has some level of relevance to it. To outright deny it, I think is a mistake.
But like anything, to overstate it would also be a mistake. To say that there is nothing worth considering beyond measurement is laughable because our measurements are not perfect. They're not infinite. We can't measure even the things that we want to measure. We can only measure things to a certain degree. So there are things out there that we still aren't able to measure that we one day will be able to. It's the same with science validating so many benefits of spiritual and religious practices like fasting, which we before just weren't really interested or able to prove empirically. But now that our technology is advanced, we're seeing that yes, so much of the hippy-dippy stuff that people have been doing is actually valid and valuable as a means to enhancing our lives, ourselves, our mentality, surviving. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little chat about the inner universe. I hope you guys have a wonderful new perspective about how things are. And keep up. I'll talk to you next time.